0: This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. Uh, First scripture, Romans 14, 17, hallelujah. I, over the last uh, few months, have gone through some very stressful times, um, things I've had to deal with, um, things I've experienced, amen, bringing me to the end of myself, and, Asking God why. Why am I going through this? Why am I experiencing this? Can I quit this? Can I move on to something else? Is there something else for me? And in the midst of my uh, complaints before God. He wouldn't answer me. But in my quiet moment. In an unexpected time. He spoke to me. And I will share that moving forward as we go throughout our message amen we're going to be coming out of romans fourteen 17. i'm in the amplified classic version what is happening here is paul is talking to the church at rome and there are some questions about is it good to eat this meat or not eat meat is it good to lift up this day or not uh, lift up this day and there were some religious um questions about what should be emphasized and what should be not what should not be emphasized what is pleasing to God what is not pleasing to God and Paul's emphasis here was let the weak amen I mean let the strong excuse me look out for the weak amen so in other words if this person believes that they can't eat meat don't eat meat in their presence don't trip them up with this stage of where they are in their salvation all right, there's some people that believe that you must worship on Saturday. It's not for me to trip them up and uh, uh, to, to, to take them from where they are right now. If that's God's job to progress us and have us grow in grace. All right, so that's the, that's the, the whole uh, overarching theme that's going on here with this scripture. And Paul brings it home with this scripture, in Romans 14 17. Once again, I'm reading the Amplified Classic Version. And it reads, after all, the kingdom of God is not a matter of getting the food and drink one likes. So it's not about these carnal things. These things that are important, food and drink, are important. They maintain our physical body. The kingdom of God is not about all that. But instead, it is righteousness. That state which makes a person acceptable to God. It is heart peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Scholars call these the three kingdom realities. The three things that are of uh, substance in the kingdom. Righteousness. We know we've been given righteousness from Christ. Peace, peace within, not so much peace without, and joy. We know the joy of the Lord is our strength, amen, and hallelujah. The last few months I haven't had a lot of joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Where are we headed today, amen? Next slide, please, hallelujah. Our title today is Live and Triumph, Knowing God lives inside of you. Live and triumph. Have victory. Knowing God lives inside of you. We as Christians often... We keep looking above, and yes, Father God and Jesus Christ are in heaven, amen, hallelujah. But we have to remember, as I spoke about uh, about a month ago, amen, hallelujah, Emmanuel, God with us, that God lives on the inside of us by way of the Holy Ghost. That it's a more intimate relationship that we should be enjoying, amen, than feeling a distance between us and God. God, where are you? On the inside of you. God, I don't know where you are. I live on the inside of you. God, I can't hear you. Where where, where were you in this situation? I'm on the inside of you. I'm not left you by yourself. I was with you every step of the way. And with that in mind, amen, God wants us to not only live, but triumph in life, knowing that he lives on the inside of us. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Let me pray. Father God, we come before in the matchless name of Jesus. And even as we live in this sin-soaked world, we live in this world of challenges and chaos and trouble. Lord God, we come before you today. We need a word from you. But Father God, this task you've given me is far, far too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today. Fill your people, fill me to overflowing. Unveil the light that is your son, Jesus Christ. Have your way in us like never before. In Jesus' name, somebody say, amen. Amen. Before we can move forward, amen, we got to lay down some foundation. Amen. We talked about the kingdom of realities. Amen. Let's, what, what do these things mean? Amen. So we get away from the churchianity kind of thing. And let's, let's just get to the uh, uh, nuts and bolts of it. Amen. What do these things mean? Next slide, please. Amen. Let's start with the word kingdom. Hallelujah. What is the kingdom of God? I, I, I thought Biden was the president of the united states what are we talking about kingdom of god those silly christians the kingdom of god what are they talking about we live in america in 2021 and biden is the president well the kingdom according to hallelujah the original greek that it was written in is a word called basilia we we spoke about this during the tent a few years ago hallelujah and basilia means especially refers to the rule of christ in the believer's heart the rule of christ in the believer's heart. Which is that rule one day will be, which is a rule that one day will be universal on the physical earth in the millennium. So one day he will rule. He will be the earthly ruler. Amen. Hallelujah. But right now, as the body of believers, as Christians, amen, he rules or it should be ruling in our hearts we'll get more into that later. This kingdom is spoken of as now begun and actually present, inasmuch as its foundations have already been laid by Christ and its benefits realized amongst men that believe in Him. Amen. Hallelujah. So the kingdom of God is, when we allow Hallelujah, Jesus to rule and reign in our hearts are in a man. And I can tell you, amen, I don't always allow him to do that. Had I done that, would have not gone through the stress I went through the last couple of months. He wasn't ruling. He wasn't reigning. Rob was ruling. Rob was reigning. Robert was ruling. Robert was reigning. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm Pastor Rob now. Hallelujah. Amen. Righteousness in the Greek, which is the original word that this word was spoken in, hallelujah, written in, I should say, hallelujah. It's the Akasune, righteousness of which God is the source or author. God is the source and the author of righteousness. We as human beings are righteously broke. We are bankrupt righteously. God is the source. It is judicial approval. It's God's legal approval of someone who has accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. It is the approval of God. We are declared righteous means we have God's approval. Hallelujah. God's judicial approval, the approval of God, refers to what is deemed right by the Lord after his examination. When God sees us, he sees us through the blood of Jesus. He examines us through the blood of Jesus. We have his approval. It's the doctrine concerning the way in which man may attain a state of approved God, Approved of God, the state acceptable to God, which becomes a sinner's possession through that faith by which he embraces the grace of God offered him in the expiatory or appeasing by sacrifice death of Jesus Christ. When Christ died at the cross, he appeased God's demand to punish sin. And we became the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have God's approval Every day you walk on this planet as a Christian, you have God's approval. God accepts you as you are every single day. So those negative voices you hear either from people or from the devil, amen, is not God. Every negative thought that says you're ugly, you don't matter, you're black and people won't like you. You're this, you're that, you're too big, you're too small, you're too tall, you're too whatever, is not God. You have his approval. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So much time is spent by people trying to get other people's approval. That kid in school acting up is trying to get the approval of his classmates or his teacher, or sometimes his or her parents. We have God's approval, and we did nothing to earn it. It's a gift of grace. Hallelujah. We got two more words real quick. Next slide, please. Peace, we've heard this before. It's irene, amen, in the Greek, amen, and it means properly wholeness. When all essential parties are joined together. Now we are joined to God through Jesus Christ by way of the Holy Spirit. It is peace, God's gift of wholeness. We're, we're, we have peace when we feel whole. We're reconnected to God now. We are whole. We are what he intended to create from the beginning now. We are whole. We are reconnected to God. Amen. In Hebrewistic or Hebrew slang sense, of health, it means health or welfare of an individual. Amen. Hallelujah. How can I have peace if I'm unhealthy? Yep. So part of peace is being whole, being healthy, being reconnected to God. Peace between individuals or harmony. Concord. There's a harmony. There's a concord now. Hallelujah. Now that we're saved, or there should be, rather. Kingdom reality, peace. Hallelujah. Am I flowing with his will or am I not? The last couple of months, hallelujah, sometimes his will is not easy. Sometimes God takes you to through a tough patch to polish you, to shine you up, to refine you. It's not fun, but it is his will, hallelujah. My complaint was, am I in your will? I, I didn't want to go through his will, Hallelujah, through the difficulties I had to experience. But he was refining me. He was shaping me. He was maturing me. He was getting me out of a mentality of I quit. One thing I didn't like, amen, that God showed me, he showed me a pattern of quitting things throughout my life. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Woo! Quit the basketball tryouts in high school. Quit the football team when a new coach got hired for the team. Quit going here, quit doing this, quit, quit, quit. Didn't want to deal with tough times head on. I was reminded, amen, of being seven years old, amen, and wanted to quit my homework, it was too hard. I said, I can't do it, I can't do it, I quit, I quit. My loving mother trying her hardest, amen, and taking me to all these different places to help me. I remember my father encouraging me, you can do it, you can do it, amen. This, This quit was in me early, and even at 51. He's still encouraging me, still taking me through things to refine me, that I might learn how to hang in there with his strength. Amen. Hallelujah. This is about my testimony today, yo. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't have a problem being transparent with you about my challenges, my weaknesses. Amen. God is in control. Hallelujah. Joy. And let me say this. I'm not talking about quitting. I wasn't thinking about quitting the church. Amen. Hallelujah. That happened in the past. Hallelujah. There was a time. Hallelujah. Lord of God. Joy. Kata. In the Greek. Delight. Gladness. The awareness of God's grace. If you think you got it all together yourself, you won't have as much joy. But when you realize that you are a challenged person, you are a flawed person, it's by his grace that you are saved. That is the source of true joy. The world lacks joy because they think they can make it to heaven or whatever afterlife they believe in. Or if they just believe in oblivion after you leave this earth. Amen. Whatever it is. Amen. They lack joy because they are not in relationship with God, they've not been saved, they don't understand the grace and the ministry of Jesus Christ to pay for all our sins, amen? So it is grace recognized, joy is grace recognized, joy because of grace, joyousness or great pleasure, jubilation, triumph caused by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit reminds us, hallelujah, of all that God has done for us through Christ, Hallelujah. He, he brings a sense of wellness and wholeness and joy and gladness and pleasure and triumph bubbling up inside of us if we look to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me sum up all this, these definitions. Amen. Next slide. Amen. Righteousness Kingdom righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost is the state of being available to believers in Christ, in which Christ is allowed to rule in the heart of a believer, and said believer recognizes that he, she, has, has God divine approval. It is a state in which hostilities have ceased between that individual and God, resulting in peace, and the individual realizes that this is all made possible by the death of Christ at the cross, which brings about a jubilation in the heart of the individual by way of the Holy Ghost, who lives inside the heart of every believer. The whole, if you were saved, if you're a believer in Christ, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Whether you are one years old, amen, hallelujah, or, or 100 years old, if you have made a confession for Christ. You've received and sincerely received Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. The Holy Spirit is the, 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 the agent, amen, the being, the, the, the third person, the Godhead, hallelujah, who causes your regeneration, amen, which is a scholarly term, which just means to be born again. Amen. Spiritually, that your spirit and the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, are now connected in, the, in your inner man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We often just relegate the Holy Spirit to speaking in tongues. Amen. But the Holy Spirit does so much more than that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. We did this a few weeks ago, about a month ago, but God lives inside the heart of the believer. If you're a believer and you're with us online or you're with us in person, God lives inside of you. We're talking about live the life of triumph. Knowing that God lives inside of you. God lives inside of you. Next slide, please. We're coming out of Romans 8, verses 9 through 11. I'm reading the Amplified Version. Hallelujah. This is Paul speaking to that same church at Rome. He's contrasting the life in the spirit and life in the flesh. Amen. Amen. Or life. Life led by the human nature apart from God. He says, however, you are not living in the flesh controlled by the sinful nature, but in the spirit. If in fact the spirit of God lives in you. Directing and guiding you. Hallelujah. God lives inside of you. Hallelujah. But if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him and is not a child of God. So he was speaking directly to those who believe that they could purely have a relationship with, sh- with God through keeping the law. And thus not accepting Christ as Lord and Savior. Alright? He says if Christ lives in you, here he goes about Christ living in you again. Through your, uh, uh, lives in you, though your natural body is dead because of sin. This is speaking about ma- uh, the our human bodies. Uh, fallen state, amen. Yes, we healing is ours. Yes, victory in our body is ours, amen. But ultimately, these bodies aren't going to heaven. They're earthly. Ba- they're earth bound. They will ultimately decay. Your spirit is alive because of righteousness, which He provides. God provides the righteousness. We don't earn the righteousness. And if the spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body. So these bodies that are decaying will receive life and, 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 vig- and vigor, amen, through his spirit. Once again, who lives in you? It's four occasions in these, two, in these three scriptures, we see that God lives inside of us by way of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Saints, we live in the world, but are not of the world. Mm -hmm. Every day you leave your house, or sometimes in your very house, (laughs) when you wake up in the morning, you got to deal with people that that don't have the same revelation you have, that are selfish, that are mean, that are needy, that are manipulative, that want their way on the roads, at work, God forbid, sometimes in church, God forbid, sometimes behind the pulpit. But despite what other folks are doing, we live in the world, we gotta deal with all this stuff, but we're not of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. We come down to uh, John 15, the gospel of John 15, verses 18 through 19, the amplified classic version. It says, this is Jesus speaking specifically in um, chapters 14, 15, 16, and 17. Jesus is preparing his disciples for his crucifixion. He says, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. not always embrace this scripture. I thought if I treated people right, people would treat me right. It's not the case. Sometimes you can do everything that's right and people will still treat you like garbage. Mm-hmm. This is a reality. We live in the world. This is, this is what we deal with. And this is what we got to put on our big boy or big girl pants. Amen. We got to live this life knowing that these fallen people that are around us, or they could even be saved and just be ignorant of everything that has to do with God. They've not been taught. People may hate you for no reason. Let's, let's move on. If you, well, n- no reason that you know of, amen, it's just because you're in Christ. If you belong to the world, the world would treat you with affection and would love you as its own. The world embraces all kind of crazy people and celebrates them. And votes for them. The world celebrates dysfunction. That's why we have reality TV. But the world doesn't embrace us, the believers in Christ. Hallelujah. But because you are not of the world, no longer one with it, that's what we are as believers, but have chosen, selected, but, ha- but have chosen or selected you out of the world, the world hates, detests you to know that sometimes you're walking into a situation where everybody and people talking behind your back when you're trying to do the best you can, people you have trusted, people you have befriended, people you have extended yourself to, amen, because they are either ignorant Christians or they are people who are unsaved, these people will treat you unkindly. They don't know the hope that's in Christ. It's the reality of the world we live in. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Saints, when life overwhelms us, we have a comforter within. We have a comforter within when life and life will come for you. We have a comforter within. Amen. Next slide, please. Coming in to John, still in the, in the chapter, of, I mean, in the, uh, the book of John, excuse me. But now I'm in chapter 14, and I'm going to be reading from verses 16 through 18. Amen. This is in the same section where Jesus is preparing his disciples for his crucifixion. Amen. Hallelujah. It reads, and I will ask the Father, these are the words of Jesus, and he will give you another comforter. So as I'm taking away, God will give you someone to replace my presence in your life. A comforter. Let's, let's, let's pause there for a second. A comforter. I don't know about you, but every now and then I need some comfort. I need to be comforted. I need nice words spoken to me. I need nice feelings expressed to me. I need to be in the presence of niceness, kindness, gentleness. Hallelujah. The comforter, the counselor. Anybody need some counseling? Every I need counseling, y'all. I need someone to counsel me. It's the Holy Ghost. A helper. I need help. With this tough life, I need help. An intercessor, someone standing in the gap, someone praying for me. God within is praying for you. An advocate, someone to stand by me to for, on my behalf a lawyer. Who will defend me? A strength. Strengthener within. I need strength when the world beats me up. The pastor's not your strengthener. I do the best I can, but it's the Holy Ghost. And sometimes. When you feel all alone in tough situations, you need somebody to stand by you. It's the Holy Ghost. Over the last few months, I've been in situations where everyone in the room was against me. Nobody took my side. Nobody saw my point of view. People were talking behind my back. People were making phone calls behind my back. People were texting behind my back. People were murmuring. People were complaining. I needed somebody to stand by me. It was the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Let me continue with the words of Christ. He said, That he may remain with you. Forever. we've We've read this scripture before. You know, sometimes me and my wife getting these little tips or things like that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I don't do wrong. I got to apologize. Don't, oh, oh, despite all my mess ups, my flaws, my, my quirks, the Holy Spirit's not going anywhere. Despite your flaws, your quirks, Your personality uh, defects. The Holy Spirit's not going anywhere. He's committed to you. He will not quit. Let's put it this way. He will not break up with you. Your old girlfriend, your old boyfriends, they broke up with you, but the Holy Ghost is married to you. He's not going anywhere. And he doesn't believe in divorce. Let me get on for that. Hallelujah. We feel uncomfortable with those things. All right. The spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive. Cannot. Welcome to its heart. Because it does not see him. The world operates according to the five senses. Or know or recognize him. But you know him and recognize him. He lives with you. Constantly. Constantly and will be in you amen understand christ had not died yet the day of pentecost had not occurred amen so jesus was uh, 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 was talking about the future where the holy ghost would live in you mm-hmm. okay how did he speaking to his disciples here he says i will not leave you orphans comfortless desolate bereaved forlorn helpless I will send the comforter. I will not leave you comfortless. I needed some comforting. I could share it with my wife what I was going through. I could share it with Cheyenne. I could share it with whoever. But the ultimate comfort is from the one that lives within. Hallelujah. And then Jesus says, I will come back to you. Amen. We look forward to the day where Christ comes back for his bride, the church. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Next slide, please. Even Jesus operated during his earthly ministry by way of the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, he's, he's God. Yes, he had attributes and abilities, amen, but there's something called the kenosis where God, where Jesus emptied himself of all, it's from Philippians 4, where Jesus emptied himself of all his heavenly uh, abilities and became a man. Yes, in essence, still God the Son but operated as a man by way of the Holy Spirit. Let's read that, Acts 10, 38. This is Peter speaking during his encounter with Cornelius and all those in Joppa. He says, How God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength and ability and power, and how he went about doing good, and in particular, curing all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil, for God was with him. How was God with him? By way of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So in the same way, hallelujah, like Jesus did it, we'll do it. Next slide, please. But now I have a question for us all. How do believers allow the Holy Spirit to cause them to overcome the challenges of life? Brother Pastor, I've been saved for 30 years. I've been saved for 40 years. I've been saved all my life since I was a little girl, a little boy in church. How do I overcome the challenges? Yes, it's nice to come in church and sing for two hours. Yes, it's nice holly, to be around the saints. Or Sometimes it's not. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes, all these things, but I need a solution for how I overcome the challenges of life and allow the Holy Spirit, amen, to allow me to overcome these things because life is tough. Not always enjoyable from outside in. We're going to look at three instances with Christ. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. The first one is Matthew 21 and 21. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. How do we allow the Holy Spirit to help us overcome the challenges of life? This is Jesus during the account of Him on Palm Sunday. That whole account and everything attached to it. Amen. And as they pass the, uh, the fig tree, let's read these events. Hallelujah. Jesus replied to them, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, if you have faith, personal trust and confidence in me and do not doubt or allow yourself to be drawn in two directions. You will not only do what was done to the fig tree. So he had cursed the fig tree and it dried up immediately. Hallelujah. But even if you say to this mountain or this big obstacle or this light, or life's problems that look like mountains. Be taken up and thrown into the sea. It will happen if God wills it. Amen. The key there is if you say. We have to get from the point where we're asking God, please heal me. God, please make me feel better. Because when we say those kind of things, we lack an understanding of Christ accomplished for us at the cross. Where we're asking for things that are already available to us. Instead of saying depression, frustration, stress. I curse you at the root. I command you to be plucked up out of my life. I declare joy at what I had done over this week when my stress got to a fever pitch. I commanded those things to leave my mind, my heart in the name of Jesus, and allowed the Holy Spirit to have his way in my inner man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I could have continued to complain and murmur and be down. Or I could release the power of the Holy Spirit by the words I say. Speak specifically to the things I'm challenged by and command them to be out of my life. Particularly my inner life. See, we keep asking God. No, the ball's in our court. He's given us the responsibility. But oh, I know responsibility is a dirty word. I don't always feel like being responsible. I don't always feel like having the weight on me. I don't always feel like doing it. But I had to put on my big boy pants. If I'm coming out of this thing, I got to speak to it. Particularly allowing the Holy Spirit to flood my spirit, my inner man, with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Where it's righteousness and peace and joy from within, not from without. There are going to be times, amen, where everybody in the room can't stand you. But you're walking in peace. <laughs> Nobody agrees with you, but you got joy. Hallelujah. Wow. Glory to God. They hate your guts. Yeah. But you have love for them. Because it's coming from the Holy Spirit. This is supernatural stuff. We, w- we want to lay hands and the, uh, the eyes open and the, the ears become uh, are able to hear and all that. That's all wonderful. And I want that as well. Amen. But there are day-to-day things, day-to-day miracles that we need to walk in, in this fallen world. Next one, Mark 11 and 23, next slide, hallelujah. Glory to God, this is also the account of the fig tree. And by the way, the fig tree represents man's self-righteousness. Why does it, why, it Jesus cursed self-righteousness. What is the connection here? How's the fig tree, how's Jesus cursing the fig tree? Uh, uh, coming against self-righteousness. Remember what happened in the garden when Adam and Eve fell. How did they try to cover their sin? With the leaves from a fig tree. The fig tree represents self-righteousness and this is what Israel was operating in when Jesus came on the scene and he was cursing that thing at the root. He's saying self-righteousness would not bring you salvation. Only he could. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mark eleven twenty three, Amplified Classic Version. It says, Truly I tell you, whosoever says, whoever says, whoever says, whoever says to this mountain be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt at all in his heart but believes that what he says will take place, it will be done for him. Amen. Let me be politically correct in 2021. And her. Hallelujah. Whoever says. I'm into decorative prayers now. I'm not asking for things that are mine already. I don't need to ask this woman to be my wife again. She is my wife. I don't need to ask these, two, these three to be my children. They are my children. Now they're adults. They're their, they're, they're in, they're their individual selves now. See how I corrected myself mid-sentence? Hallelujah. They are adults, but they are my offspring. I don't need to ask for what is already mine. You don't need to ask for what's already yours. And the last one, amen. Let's look at Luke 17 and 6. Next slide, please. Hallelujah. This is Jesus again. And the Lord answered, If you had had faith, trust, and confidence in God, even so small like the grain of a mustard seed, which we know is a very small seed, you could say, you could say, you could say to this mulberry tree, which has very deep roots. The mulberry tree is the tree with the deepest roots. You could say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots. Sometimes we don't know the root of a thing, and we have to curse it at the root by what we say. This stress, I had to curse at the root. I didn't know that my root went all the way back to my childhood, that give up spirit. But I had to say to this mulberry tree with deep roots, be pulled up by the root and be planted into the sea. And it would obey you. Next slide, please. What's our point number two? As believers, we live in a world that should not find As believers, we live in the world, but we should not find solution to life's difficulties the way the world does. And we often do as Christians. Well, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Oh, no, she didn't. Oh, this police officer did not pull me over. Oh, no, Mr. Police Officer, here's my camera. I'm going to get you. We look for solutions as the world does. Or, you know, you can get some money off your bill if you just call up customer service and complain enough. And we find ourselves, because we don't understand God's ways of doing things, that we as Christians do it the same way the world does it. And we may get earthly results. But we're caught in that cycle of trying to live independent of God, although he lives on the inside of us and thus not have supernatural results. And we get the same results the world does. We're in the same boat, the same bucket as the world when we do those things. Yes, we're going to heaven. But our earthly lot is the same as our neighbors. Because we're doing it the world's way. The spirit of Christ lives on the inside of us and we allow him to overcome the challenges in our lives when we speak or declare against those difficulties we face and continue to do so and continue to do so and continue to do so until they are removed. Amen. You know what God was saying to me when, he, when I finally calmed, I had to teach you how to not give up. I had to take you through some difficulties where you had no advocates, where you had no friends, where you had no earthly means to get through it. And you had to go through the hard way, the shadow of the valley of death, to learn how to lean on me and take responsibility in your situation by speaking against it and allowing the Holy Spirit to have his way. Hallelujah. Saints, there will be times when you're the only one in the room that is operating according to kingdom principles. No one else will understand you. I know we all like to be understood. I want you to understand me. And there are times you will not be understood. You're the weirdo. You're the holy roller. You're the church boy, the church girl. You're the preacher. You're Rev. I've been called all those things. Will you use your voice, your mouth, to allow the Holy Spirit to have his way? He will not force himself in your situation. He will not speak over you. He will not take control over your will. We are free moral agents. We can do whatever we wanna do, but also we can suffer the consequences of those choices. I've decided to make my choices in line with God, amen. He's got a long way to go with me, but hallelujah, I just have to walk and understand how it is that where I am in this point in life, I can't look to the left or to the right. I can't look for somebody to understand me. That you should know I'm a good person. I'm not trying to hurt you. And I'm trying to have those conversations with people. Can we sit down for a second, and have a heart to heart? I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to destroy you. I want you to do well. You know that person could care less because human beings are selfish. And we all want what we want. Sometimes we live with those people. Sometimes we go to church with those people. Sometimes we are that person. I can't believe they did. What we live in a fallen world. Why can't you believe it? Me and Cheyenne, the, Cheyenne drove together today. She drove. She drove her daddy to church. Daddy was chilling. Hallelujah. This lady just decided she's not stopping at the stop sign. And then looked Cheyenne in the face like she was crazy. This this, is the world we live in. And then God forbid, if there was an accident, we would have been blamed. This is the world we live in. And God is calling us to be leaders in the world, light in the world, not join in with the darkness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. What I went through the last couple of months, God saying, "Grow up." Time to grow up. I'm here with you. Time to grow up. You're not always going to get it your way. Time to grow up and use what I gave you. I'm not going to get you out of this way the way you want me to get you out of this way. Speak to that mountain. Speak to that root. And allow my Holy Spirit to have his, allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Saints, I got, I got challenges I face starting tomorrow. But I have confidence that he's with me always. And I will have the ultimate victory in the way that God wants me to have it. Amen? Hallelujah. Next slide, please. The personality traits or the characteristics or the qualities of the Holy Spirit and the state of being we should enjoy as believers. We're going to go to Galatians 5.22. This is Paul explaining the fruit of the Spirit, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit or the personality, the characteristics, the traits of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit has a personality. What is his personality like? The work which his presence within accomplishes or tries to accomplish within us if we allow is love. The Holy Spirit's all about love. Joy. The Holy Spirit always has joy. Hallelujah. Peace. Patience. Even temper or or, or, or temperance or self-control. Forbearance or dealing with difficult situations with grace. Kindness. Goodness. Benevolence or being generous to others faithfulness, gentleness. We don't really know, and I'm still struggling with this. My wife will tell you that, hallelujah, how to speak gently to other people. Meekness, humility, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such there is no law. These These are the personality traits of the Holy Spirit. Why did he have me bring this up? If these things aren't operating in you, you know there is something out of place. This is my standard. This is how the Holy Ghost operates. If I'm not here, something's off. If I'm in a mood, and we all get in moods, something's off. If I'm angry and I say it's for no reason, something's off. If I'm antisocial, something's off. If I don't treat everyone well, regardless of their background, their race, their creed, whatever, something's off. I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit to rule in my heart. I'm not declared against the things that are holding me back. Yes, this is a lifelong process. I'm 51, but to God I'm still a child. He's still grooming me, still raising me. Because, you know, I had the nerve to say to God, God, I'm 51 years old. I shouldn't be going through this. And while I'm doing it, I'm having a temperature. God, I'm 51. Why am I going through this? (laughs) I'm past this. I'm beyond this. Am I? God doesn't have the right to allow me to go through difficulty that I might grow. I honestly thought that. God had to correct me. Really? <laughs> against such there is no law. So, you know, uh, great, uh, Galatians is all about law and grace. So Paul was emphasizing that as you operate according to the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit, there's no law against that. You're not breaking the law. When you do that, you will fulfill the law. That can, b- that can bring a charge And those who belong to Christ, the Messiah, have crucified, we're going to look at that word in a second, the flesh or the godless human nature with his passions, appetites, and desires. What does that word crucify specifically mean there? Crucifying the flesh. We all quote this. Amen. Next slide, please. We're almost done. Crucified. It's storo in the Greek. And it's used used figuratively of putting the old self to death by submitting all decisions desires to the lord oh my god god over the last couple of years by the prompting of the holy spirit would tell me don't eat that no but i got this craving lord And I'd go ahead and eat it. He didn't stop me. I have a free will. I'm still going to heaven. Holy Spirit's still with me. I'm still the pastor of the church. I'm grown. I do what I want to do. But then I would get a consequence. Like an upset stomach. I don't mean to be too graphic to you but hanging over the toilet throwing up these are things that have happened to me fairly recently he was trying to help me but I had a craving these are the type of desires or God say don't drive that way drive this way no Lord I know what I'm doing I know how to get there And I'm in backed up traffic like, man, I could have been home already. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is Christianity where the rubber meets the road. Can we allow, do we believe that God's desires for us are higher than our desires that we have for ourselves do we believe that the decisions that God wants to manifest in our lives are more beneficial to us than what we want for ourselves I could name a million times I've disobeyed the Lord and done what I wanted to do and it turned out horrible particularly I remember when we lived in Texas and we were driving back here for uh, a couple weddings, my my sister and uh, my mother-in-law were getting married, and God said, take I-20 from Texas to Atlanta, spend the night at the grandmother's house, get a night's sleep, then come up I-95 to New York. No, Lord, I could get there so much quicker if I take I-30 to I-40 through Tennessee and then take 81 north through Virginia. Saints, it rained all the way. On I-40. In the mountains of Tennessee in pouring rain. My wife, my children in the car in this minivan with loose steering. (laughs) My hands started to shiver after a while and shake because I was so nervous. Finally, we had to pull over to a rest area for two hours so I could get some sleep in the car, all because I chose not to obey the Lord. To crucify the flesh is submit all decisions and desires to the Lord. And God knows us. And God even knows when we're gonna make the bad decision. And he loves us through it anyway. He bestows his grace upon us anyway. We got here safely and we got back safely. But I learned a valuable, valuable lesson. Not my will. Thy will. And I'm still learning that lesson. Amen. This utterly and decisively rejects the decision to live independently from him. Metaphorically, to crucify the flesh destroys its power utterly. This destruction is attended with intense pain crucified Jesus was crucified he suffered pain you not being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it is painful oh that last piece of cake I I know it's 11 o'clock at night but oh my god oh I need some salt amen I know it's 12 at night but I need to pop a bag of popcorn Oh, I know he's unsaved, but he's so cute. Oh, she's so beautiful. You're going to feel some pain. Mm -hmm. You're going to suffer. But you're suffering for the glory of the Lord and for your own well-being. Hallelujah. 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 We're talking about live the life of of triumph, knowing that the Lord lives inside of you. Amen. Let me end on this. I've been long. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide. Life is very difficult, but we are being renewed day by day. We're being renewed day by day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians 4. Going to read from 8 down several scriptures. Amen. Hallelujah. Paul is expressing to the church at Corinth all that they suffer through in order to share the gospel or to be a benefit to the church at Corinth. He's really letting them know we love you. And this is what we go through to demonstrate our love for you. Don't let other people tell, tell you that we don't love you. This is a demonstration of our love, all that we suffer through. Amen. Because of the gospel's sake and sharing with you. It reads, amen, we are hedged in, pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way. Hallelujah, as Christians, we're gonna go through this in our everyday life, but not cramped or crushed. We suffer embarrassment and are perplexed, unable to find a way out. We're talking about the Christian experience now, but not driven to despair. We are pursued, persecuted and hard driven, but not deserted to stand alone, We are struck down to the ground but never struck out and destroyed. Next slide, next verse, verse 10. Always caring about in the body the liability and exposure to the same putting to death that the Lord Jesus suffered so that the resurrection life of Jesus also may be shown forth by and in our bodies. Amen. They had suffered persecution and the resurrection life of Jesus Christ was active to help them to heal and to recover. For we who live are constantly experiencing and being handed over to death for Jesus' sake. That the resurrection life of Jesus also may be evidenced through our flesh, which is liable to death. Amen. That that gospel might continue to spread. Next slide. Next verse. Verse 12. Thus death is active at work in us, but it is in order that our life may be active at work in you. Yet we have the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote, I believed and therefore have spoken. We too believe and therefore we speak. Next verse, next slide, verse 14, assured that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will raise us up also with Jesus and bring us along with you into his presence. That's what we all have to look forward to, his return. For all these things that are taking place for your sake, so that the more grace, divine favor, and spiritual blessings extends to more and more people and multiples through the many, the more thanksgiving may increase and redound to the glory of God. Next verse, next slide, Therefore, we do not become discouraged like I was, utterly spiritless, exhausted, and wearied out through fear, fear that people will reject me, fear I'll lose my job, fear somebody will go to the higher ups and say, get rid of this dude. Though our outer man is progressively decaying, all our natural bodies ultimately will decay and waste away. Yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. This is how Paul was able to do it. At help of the Holy Ghost, being renewed day by day. We're going to look at that word renewed and end. For our light momentary affliction, being this life which is a vapor, which cannot compare to eternity, which we all will have. The slight distress of the passing of time is ever more and more abundantly preparing and producing and achieving for us an everlasting weight of glory beyond all measure, excessively surpassing all comparisons and all calculations, a vast and transe- transcendent glory and blessedness never to cease. Saints, we're going to look back on this time on earth when we are in glory or when we're in the, new earth, the new heaven and new earth Hallelujah, this time of preparation, this time that is making us into the people that we will be forever. And look at it with joy, but it will not be able to compare with the eternity we will spend with the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Let's look at this renewed and I'm going to end. Renewed in the Greek, because we're reading from the New Testament portion of the Bible, is the word anak-ahino, u Excuse my Greek. It's referring to God ever transforming the believer. So he's always transforming us. He's, it's a constant work in us. By renewing the new man. Or the, the, the new man is that our spirit now joined with the Holy Spirit. In Christ. With new strength and vigor. Vigor being energy, passion, enthusiasm, zeal, Fire, anybody in a dry place in your walk with God, you need that vigor from the Holy Spirit. You need to be renewed. It's given to me to be changed into a new kind of life opposed to the former corrupt state, amen. In other words, if we allow it, the Holy Spirit will renew us day by day. We don't need to fall into a deep depression. We can't get ourselves out. We need to allow the Holy Spirit, but we got to speak to that thing at the root. Hallelujah, to get it started, hallelujah. And he will do the rest. He, we must give him permission through the words we speak. Amen. And take your expectations off people, places, and things and put your high expectations on God. People, including your pastor, will always let you down. I let my wife down. I let my children down. I don't mean to. But I'm an imperfect being, amen, being renewed day by day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me end the testimony by saying that despite all that's happened, amen, and God bringing me to this point and me cursing those roots in me that give up, Me speaking to these mountains, these obstacles, obstacles of uh, being misunderstood, these obstacles of, of whatever biases against me. There was a joy unspeakable and full of glory that rose up in me, a confidence I had never known before. A boldness I had never known before, a trust in the Lord that he is with me all the time and there's no obstacle that we together can't overcome no matter what it is. Imagine walking in that confidence on a daily basis. Hallelujah. He lives inside you. He's giving you the victory. We got to let him have his way. Doesn't mean that every day is going to be a cakewalk. Every day is going to be easy. He's going to take you through some things, but he's with you. He's going through it with you. As we speak against these things, whether they be in, within, or whether they be out. And I'm not talking about witchcraft. I'm talking about speaking the word of God, the will of God in our situation. Amen. We will see consistent victories. Hallelujah. And we will achieve things beyond our wildest dreams. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Real quickly, if you've been with us today, amen, and you find life very challenging. You've contemplated suicide. You've contemplated giving up. You've contemplated quitting your job. You've contemplated quitting your marriage, you've contemplated quitting anything, you have been frustrated, you have done things the way the world has done things, your solutions have been worldly, you have engaged in everything that has not ultimately brought joy in your heart. I'm speaking to you today. If you don't know this Jesus, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the way to Father God hallelujah and the way to receive this Holy Spirit that lives within us that will never leave us If that is you please ma'am please sir please young ma'am please young sir say this prayer say these words with me say Lord Jesus come into my heart please forgive me of all sins transgressions and iniquities I believe that you died for my sins I believe that you rose the third day as the evidence that Father God accepted your death as full payment for my sins. Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer and you said it sincerely, you were saved. You are now being regenerated by the Holy Spirit. He even drew you to this service today, to this video today, amen. And he loves you, amen, hallelujah, and lives inside you now. The Spirit of God now lives inside of you and you have access to all the rights and privileges of a Christian believer. Welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. 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 I want to encourage you to find a church home that preaches Jesus and Jesus alone. You're certainly welcome to join us here at the Living Waters Christian Center. Amen. Whether online or in person, we are having in-person services. Amen. We are following the CDC guidelines. We are sitting six feet apart, except for those that live in the same household. We are taking temperature checks. We are sanitizing our hand. We have some ventilation. We have an overflow room. We would love for you to join us, amen. But now we need your help. If you want the gospel to continue like this, if you want these videos, these live streams to continue, amen, we need your help, amen. Hallelujah, we need your financial help, and you can do that in three ways. The first way you can help us for the gospel to continue is to give a financial offering an investment a a, a show of support at lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. Once again, that's lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. The second way is you can mail your offering into P.O. Box 115 Amityville, New York. Uh, You're going to write to Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. Once again, you will write to Living Waters Christian Center, Incorporated, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. And thirdly, you can come and join us in person. Amen. We'd love to see you. Amen. Hallelujah. And worship with you. Amen. Hallelujah. We're at 15 Albany Avenue, Amityville, New York. Uh, 11701. Amen. God bless you today. Hallelujah. Let me pray over these offerings. Amen. Real quick. Father God, we pray for these offerings. We pray that you bless them and that these seeds that we're planting today, Lord God, would bring back some 30 fold, some 60 fold, some 100 fold return. That the kingdom is expanded and supported, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, as we sow in this good soil, Lord God, we thank you. We're going to reap a great harvest. We thank you today, we praise you, we bless you. Bless those that join us today online. Let them have a wonderful day. In Jesus' name, amen. So God bless you all today. Thank you for joining us online here at the Living Waters Christian Center. We will be back with you at 1130 next week. We love you. More importantly, God loves you. Amen. For those of you who got saved, I celebrate you today. My brother, my sister in the Lord. Amen. Be blessed. See you next week. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.